Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The The Castle Chat. Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-themed podcast. Today we'll be chatting about all the details from Caitlin's recent December Disney trip, including her night at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. Christmas and happy holidays. Welcome to Adventures in Podcasting, where we forget to hit record and we do this a second time. Yes, this is the second time we are recording this episode. Oh my gosh, you guys. Literally, this is um, definitely one of those learning curves. Uh, triple check your your mics and your things when you are recording because sometimes you forget to push the microphone button. It's okay, though. It's okay, because it's Christmas, and we hope that this holiday season has treated you well. Uh, We love you. We're so grateful for you, and um, you are our gift. We are so uh, just grateful for what we get to do here week in, week out, and we want you to have the best Christmas ever. Wow, that was so well said. I love that. Yes. Oh, thanks. Absolutely second everything Courtney just said. You guys are totally a gift to us, and we're thankful for each and every one of you. So Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Let's jump in to a very merry trip recap. Absolutely. So Caitlin had the opportunity to go on a spontaneous Disney trip. Uh, Actually, oh, I think it was what last weekend when we're recording this. She went during the weekend of like December 11th for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday trip. So on this episode, we are going to be breaking down what she did on each day, which also includes her going to the very Merry Christmas party. We do have a fun story attached to that as well, which we will get to. But Kate, why don't you explain how this trip came to be? because it was very spontaneous. It certainly was. And that is the perfect opportunity for us to shout out our travel sponsor, Kelly's Magical Vacations. She makes last minute spontaneous Disney trips happen and makes them just as magical as if you plan them for months and months. So thank you, Kelly, for getting this last week's trip set up for us in such a short period of time. But there have been several happenings in the Disney bubble in the last few weeks here and you guys have seen hopefully listened to our annual pass recap episode Sam and I had the privilege of having annual passes last year and decided that once um, November 11th rolled around we were going to let our annual passes expire and no longer be pass holders and just visit Disney a couple of times this upcoming year without the passes well ticket prices increased and we did the math and the break even number went from 11 park days to six and so that blew our minds we're probably going to disney for two weekends anyway for the next year so it didn't really make sense for us to not renew so here you have it you're hearing me firsthand being that meme where you see 
I'm here's me being responsible, saving my money and not going on another Disney trip. Oh, also, here's me renewing my annual pass one week after I said that. You know, we celebrate you renewing your annual pass because it's fun. The fact that you were able to save money on it with the price increase of tickets, I mean, that's a huge deal. Now, specifically with this trip, you and I have a mutual friend and her husband. They were planning on going to Disney. She was on my bachelorette trip. She loved Disney so much that as we were leaving the trip, she planned this specific December trip. And from that moment when she planned it, she was like, you guys need to come. And we were like, no, it's probably not going to happen. It's fine. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. But Caitlin was uh, convinced enough or was persuaded enough to say yes about a week before the trip. Is that correct? That is 100% correct. I had also told her, no, you know, we're not renewing our annual passes. I don't really want to spend money on tickets right now, especially coming up on Christmas. There's some other stuff we want to prioritize financially. And well, I just stuck my foot right in my mouth because we got annual passes. We had the tickets and they had the accommodations with their resort and everything. And last minute I was like, are you still interested and open to Sam and I coming on this trip with you guys? And they totally were willing and open to making that 180 shift within days of going on the trip. But sometimes your spontaneous decisions end up leading to some of the greatest memories in life. So I am so glad you guys were able to do this and you guys took the direct flight from our city. You guys went in. I mean, you guys flew in on a a Friday afternoon the same day as the very merry Christmas party. Now, at the time, you did not have tickets, but our friends did have tickets to very merry. Yes, this was part of the unfortunate news of planning last minute our friends had booked this trip they got tickets to the very merry christmas party and when kelly was helping us be added to their trip not only did she add us to their trip she was able to rearrange things for us to get an annual pass discount on the room which was great another reason why having a travel agent in your life is so great um but we we're told that, you know, unfortunately the party is sold out. So your guys are going to have to figure out something else to do that first night. Cause there's probably not going to be a way for you to get tickets. That's what you thought though. Yes, exactly. And so, you were, I think, so, but you are so determined. You're the type of person that's like, okay, someone told me no, but I'm still going to go ask. Yeah. The worst thing that can ever happen when you ask is someone says no. So I'm not, my feelings aren't hurt by no. Sometimes I might be disappointed by it, but I mean, why not check things out and see what kind of magic can be made for you? Yes. Please tell the listeners about your Christmas miracle. Oh, we did indeed have a Christmas miracle on this trip. At some point within the last few months, a little birdie told me that if you are linked with someone in a My Disney Experience app and your your parties are linked and they have party tickets and the party is sold out, it doesn't mean that you can't be added. So if you are a part of an existing party going into one of these special ticketed events and the party is sold out, I heard that the door is not fully closed when you see the bold sold out signs everywhere. So we made it to Magic Kingdom. I was curious about this little tip um, that I was given and made my way to guest relations. There were cast members and signs posted everywhere that said party is sold out. No more tickets. Don't bother asking. And I walked up. Just don't bother. Just don't bother. (laughs) Leave us alone. Leave the cast members alone. 
So we went up to guest relations and said, hello, beautiful cast members. We hope you're having the very merriest night of your lives. Um, We're also trying to have the very merriest night of our lives and go to this party that is currently sold out. Um, Half of our party has tickets and half of our party doesn't. Uh, What can be done about this? And the cast member said, how many have tickets? How many don't? We said two and two. And he said, why don't you get in line and see what kind of magic can be made for you? So he legitimately said that. We got in line, waited probably 15, 20 minutes to finally make it to the front where we asked that same question. Half of our party has tickets. Half of our party doesn't. Are we able to snag a way in even though the party is quote unquote sold out? The cast member, not sure if he was putting on a show for us to add some suspense to the final answer or if it truly was a Christmas miracle. Nobody will ever know the truth, but I believe it was a true Christmas miracle. Um, He looked at his computer and he said, guys, uh, we really are sold out for tonight. Like we are slam packed. There are so many people already in here. And then all of a sudden he was like, wait. My, my screen just refreshed. There's, there's tickets available. Oh my goodness. It's a Christmas miracle. And so we got the tickets and it seemed like we weren't going to get in at first, but then all of a sudden we could, and we made our way to the party. Um, I am so grateful and glad that happened for you because you could have just heard, you know, Oh, it's sold out and not even attempted to talk to guest relations, but the fact that you did and that happened, it just goes to show like, just talk to a cast member and see if there's anything that can be done. They're there to help you. They're either going to tell you straight up no, or they're going to say, hey, let's look into this a little more. So definitely um, give it a shot. And I'm so glad that happened for you guys. Tell tell everybody what you guys got up to in the Very Merry Christmas Party. What did you ride? What did you watch? What did you eat? Give us the lowdown. All the things. All of the things. So we made our way into the party. Disney has it down pat on getting people who do not have party tickets out of the Magic Kingdom and people who do have tickets in and doing it in a way that gives some respect to the people who spent all the money to go to these parties. There are extra tickets on top of your regular park tickets. So um, the party is so well done. People are ushered out so that you have the least capacity possible. Nobody's sneaking in. Nobody's, you know, there are no extra bodies in line. Um, And we went in they give you a beautiful christmas ornament upon your arrival for the not so scary halloween party you get a little bag to put your candy in for trick-or-treating and i loved the touch of getting an ornament it's something to remember this night by forever and it was a really nice quality ornament no, you guys got two, and you you happened to give me one, which felt so special, and I'm very excited to hang out on my tree. Well, you are a Christmas miracle to me, oh, so stop. I had to get you a little something-something from my Christmas miracle night. I love it. I love it. I have not been to a very merry Christmas party, so it is on my Disney bucket list. I want to check it off very soon because I love Christmas. And as you guys are listening to this, maybe on Christmas Day, maybe after the holidays, by the time I'm listening to this, I will be right right next to the tree in my fuzzy socks, drinking my hot cocoa and taking in all the joys. So I know that I'll eventually get around to it. And I have loved just living vicariously through you and telling me about all the things you got up to, all the different cookies that you tried and the hot cocoa and the eggnog and 
the holiday overlays. Tell us about the holiday overlays. Yes. So just like Court said, we did do all of those things. Just like you can get candy at the Not So Scary Party, you can get cookies and drinks, whether it's hot chocolate, eggnog, um, your general holiday treats. Um, But there are holiday overlays on some of the attractions. The party, from what I have experienced before, felt like a light crowd. So we got to do plenty of attractions outside of the holiday overlays, but making sure we hit the ones that did have Christmas specific changes to them was a priority. So we got to do, um, the jingle cruise, the infamous jingle cruise, which was always a blast. We got to do the Tomorrowland Speedway, which had some Christmas fun while you are getting whiplash. And, um, we watched the holiday overlay of the teacups. We did not ride. And then we also did the holiday overlay of space mountain. Now, I love me some holiday overlays, and specifically Space Mountain. Now, for the Halloween Christmas, or Halloween Christmas party, oh my goodness, the Halloween party, when you ride Space Mountain, it is pitch black. But when you ride it during Very Merry, it has all these red and green lights, and it kind of feels like you're riding it with the lights on, right? I mean, this is all because I've watched YouTube videos, and I've seen stuff on Instagram, but from your experience. Yeah, I totally felt like the lights were on and I, as a Disney fan, was so stoked to ride it and feel like I could see the whole track while I was riding because it's not something you get to experience hardly ever. So when you ride it with all the lights off and you can't see anything, I definitely think it feels more intense. Um, But with the lights on, it was just such a different experience and it was a fun time. Um, They have new signs out when you load into Space Mountain to put your phone away. Um, I'm not sure if they had an incident recently or what the deal is, but I've definitely had my phone out and taken videos while I'm on Space Mountain. And it was very clear that my phone needed to be in the little pocket on the ride. So I would have totally taken videos, but I was kind of scared that somebody would have been watching me while I was on the ride. I didn't want to get in trouble. Oh, yeah. I mean, they'll if they don't want a phone out, they will make it evident. Now, this ride, if you are a big Disney fan and you enjoy seeing the ride with its lights on, pro tip, anytime that Space Mountain is down, get on the People Mover because the People Mover goes through Space Mountain and oftentimes when the when Space Mountain is down, the interior lights are on and you'll be able to see the tracks with the lights on. It is a very fun thing to do as a Disney fan, so that's your pro tip of the day. I love that tip. So genius. The ride is so big. I mean, you think of like Guardians of the Galaxy and how big that ride or show building is. I mean, Space Mountain is just like that. It's huge on the inside. So to see it with the lights on, it really gives you a different perspective than when you're riding it and you can't actually take in how long and big the track is. So it was a fun one. I would have loved to have done it twice, but there just wasn't enough time in the night to knock everything off the list. So we got to do a lot of other attractions that weren't holiday overlays because the crowds were so light. Um, But really the party specific stuff was important to us so we did the holiday overlays and made our way to main street so we could watch the fireworks and the christmas parade now i know you're a big fan of the christmas parade you grew up you know 
like that's a really bit memory memory for you you said earlier in our first recording of the episode um now i'm remembering everything that you said was that you had a vhs tape that actually showed part of this parade it was like a disney christmas like collaboration kind of thing and that's kind of where your love for this parade started long before you even got to experience it in person yeah, I had a VHS as a kid that was like a Disney Christmas sing-along. I need to Google and find what it was. I feel like I have memories of Goofy singing, like I want to hit a, a hippopotamus for Christmas. Um, and then also a Christmas parade down Main Street with Santa and the reindeer. And I watched that thing on repeat all the time. And it was not a time in my life. I really didn't go to Disney frequently until my 20s. Um, and so before then, I had only been like maybe five times. And so as a kid, getting to watch this Disney Christmas VHS and see all the magic that's made at Christmas in Disney, I just, I was always floored and I wanted to rewind it and watch it again. And so getting to sit on Main Street, I made sure we got a good spot right under the Christmas tree. So it seemed like the parade was coming straight to us. I just was taken straight back to being a kindergartner, so in awe of the like fantasy of what Disney World was. So it really just embodied like Disney magic to me while I was watching it, not to mention the snope and it seems like it's snowing. Uh, it's just, it's so sweet. I love Boo to You. I love the Halloween parade. Um, I think that one is from a theatrical standpoint, so well done, but the Christmas one is just like quintessential Disney magic. I can't wait to actually experience it in person and not just through YouTube videos because I've watched it plenty of times on YouTube. I need to experience it in person though. Now, you guys got there um, from what I recall around 7 p.m. So you had about 7 p.m. to midnight to enjoy the party. Do you feel like that was enough time to enjoy everything? I think it was enough time to check off a majority of the boxes there were definitely things that i didn't get to do that i would have liked to have done having the extra hours you can get into the magic kingdom at 4 p.m if you don't have a regular park ticket but you have a party ticket you can get in early some of the rides with holiday overlays are they're all day long so you could go ahead and knock those off the list before the party even starts to get more stuff done um but the crowds like i said seemed pretty light from my experience in disney parks so i did feel like we got to do a lot but it also was like such a blur it happened so fast and all of a sudden the night was over and it was you know kind of sad so well you guys had been traveling all day you know not all day i mean you traveled in the afternoon you went straight from your flight to where you guys were staying all-star movies to then straight to the party until midnight that's an exhausting day not to mention i was at work at 6 30 a.m you were also <laughs> working before you got on your flight so you specifically had a very long day but you guys were able to go back and rest up at all-star movies and then you were able to kick off day two Yes, so we crashed hard around 1 a.m. in our sweet all-star movies room. All four of us hunkered down together, and I made a point of getting up super early so that I could be ready and out of the way so everyone else could get dressed for our park day. And I did a little self-exploration of all-star movies. I'd never been on an all-star property before. I have several times gone to checkout resorts I've never stayed in um, just to see what they're like and get a feel for them and I'd never been to all-star so I was really impressed honestly with the resort itself the accommodations I that morning went to check out what they had for breakfast thinking it was not going to be that great and the breakfast was 
literally the exact same as what I saw at our moderate resort that we stayed at last time, Port Orleans Riverside. So all of the accommodations, the renovated rooms, the food, the general spacing, the transportation, I was thoroughly impressed with and the price was great. So I would 1000% recommend staying at a value resort because we literally got to our room at 1am, slept, woke up and left. I mean, what else do you need from a room? I mean, don't sleep on those value resorts. I love staying at a value. My my thought process is I'm already spending a lot of money to travel to Disney and my park tickets because I'm not an annual pass holder. It's like I want to make the resort as cheap as I possibly can. So I'm usually always at a value resort, typically Pop Century because it has a Skyliner. It's just kind of your all-in-one value. So that's where I'm hanging out most of the time. Yes, don't sleep on them. Sleep in them. Sleep in them. Yes. Okay, so you guys got up. You uh, headed to what? Hollywood Studios? Yes, we did our first full park hopper day and we started at Hollywood Studios. We did what most resort staying guests do. If you stay on a Disney um, property resort, you can get into the parks 30 minutes early before they open, essentially to get in lines before the general public. And we made what we thought was a beeline to rise of the resistance, but we had some special pro Disney magic happen for us. So as we were starting to make our way down Hollywood Boulevard, thinking we were going straight to rise of the resistance, I checked the app and noticed that rise was down and that's never happened to me before to like open the app first thing before the parks really even open and see that temporarily closed star over rise of the resistance. I mean, that's a big pro tip because if you're able to walk into a park and immediately check your app and see, okay, this attraction or that attraction is down, don't head for that. Go straight to something else because the chance is that most other people have not checked their app and they are just heading to rise or whatever, you know, um, high ticket attraction that they want to get on. And if that one's down, you can easily beeline somewhere else and, and honestly probably walk on to another ride just because a lot of people are unaware and they don't realize that it's closed until they get to the front of that attraction. And then with that group of people, they're then making a beeline to the next high ticket attraction so you guys were able to bypass that go get on mickey and minnie's correct and like and be able to walk right on and and do all of that yeah so we realized rise was closed we just kept going straight down hollywood boulevard and made it straight into mickey and minnie's literally walking onto the ride i mean we just basically had to bob and weave through the queue to get to the first showroom where they show you the little movie and i mean before the park was even open we had been on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which tends to get a pretty high wait time. Yeah, that's and a that's a like when you can do that, you can cut so much time off your day when you're not standing in those long lines. Like, utilize that 30 minutes before park opening. Yeah. So after that, we knew we wanted to get breakfast at Woody's Lunchbox. We like to go back and forth between um, getting a Ronto wrap and Woody's Lunchbox. And this time, I really wanted to try the holiday. Um, tart. They have basically like pop tarts that are fancified um, for Disney and they had a hot cocoa um, tart at Woody's Lunchbox that I knew I wanted to try but we all got their breakfast bowl which has tater tots, scrambled eggs you can get gravy, onions and some other fixins on top of it um, or you can 
customize exactly what you want or don't want on it within the app. So doing a mobile order allows you to quickly customize and go ahead and have that food nearly ready for you while you're trekking across the park to a location. I love utilizing the mobile app or the mobile order within the app. So we mobile ordered and made our way to Woody's Lunchbox. We all got our breakfast. We sat, ate, enjoyed some time together. The tart, the hot cocoa tart, if you are familiar with like a s'mores pop tart, exactly what it tasted like it was fabulous Uh, 10 out of 10 i would recommend it um it's obviously a very sweet thing to have first thing in the morning but the hearty breakfast bowl helped kind of cut the sweetness and give me more of a protein based um start to my day but after that we um had a lightning lane for slinky but we saw that rise opened so we tried to do the math and see if we were going to get out on time and we made our way to rise and we actually got in line it said it was maybe like an 80 minute wait or something like that and um we only waited like 50 minutes it wasn't bad at all and we got off rise went to slinky and then by the time we got off slinky um it was um kind of that in between time where we couldn't book a genie plus lightning lane we couldn't do we didn't really want to wait in a really long rock and roller coaster tower line so we decided to do the indiana jones stunt spectacular which was a lot of fun i haven't done that show in a while only because it was gone for so long because of covid i don't think i've done it since before covid if i really think about it but i really do enjoy that show it's so fun to see the stunts and the way that they film the movie i i love like that that's still a part of what I used to remember as the, you know, the old Hollywood studios or MGM studios, um, that behind the scenes type of experience. So I'm so glad you guys got to do that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun and, um, a good way to just kind of sit down and relax for a minute. Um, so after that, we had to kind of make a decision on how we wanted to plan the rest of our day. Everybody was kind of getting hungry for a lunch and we decided that we wanted to be ready to park hop as soon as the clock struck the, the, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. The clock struck two. Yeah. The clock struck two. Um, so we made our way to Epcot, but we did what I love to do and got a bus to Riviera and we went to the Riviera first. We ate lunch at Prima Piatto, which is one of my favorite quick services. I got my coffee from Le Petit Cafe, which is a must for me. And then we rode the Skyliner to Epcot. Yay, Epcot. This is where the fun story comes in because you got to ride Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind again after a not so great first experience. This is probably the story of the trip for me personally. Um, Court, you know a little bit about like the backstory to my experience with yes, this ride. And I think we shared a little bit on a previous episode. So would you like me to give a recap of your experience or would you like to give? Why don't you fill everyone in on my okay. trauma? Okay. So you went on Cosmic Rewind. It was shortly after it opened, correct? Yeah, I went, um, I tried to get annual pass preview. Um, it opened Memorial Day weekend in May. I went the weekend after. Okay, great. So you went then, you already do not do very well with screen rides. Um, 
prone to motion sickness knew that kind of going into it had seen some reviews of the ride was already a little hesitant and at the time you did not take dramamine i'm recalling this all in my brain of what exactly what happened and you were just very unsure getting on the ride you didn't know what to expect and you kind of went into that first showroom where you're about it's like a big circular room and the screens are kind of distorted and then you get into the line where you're about to do the reverse launch and i think it was in that moment where you just decided i'm really not sure if i'm gonna like this this is weird my eyes can't really adjust to what's going on um unsure reverse launch happens you do the 180 spin as you start the the actual part of the coaster and while you're doing that 180 spin you're seeing a lot of flashing lights it's very disorienting and i think that was the moment where you officially decided yep i don't like this it's blurry i'm confused i'm dizzy what's going to happen and that's when you chose to close your eyes the remainder of the ride and i'm not sure if that decision helped you in any way because i think it made you more dizzy guys get you a bff like courtney who knows your life story <laughs> so well and can replay well, your re- life events i remember you everyone. getting off the ride and calling me and going i hated it yeah, I immediately called Courtney. I was texting her while I was in the line the very first time I rode. I sent her pictures of my heart rate on my Apple Watch. It was through the roof. I was already nervous. And then oh, yeah, I, you didn't have anything to eat. You just had coffee, so your heart rate was already like elevated. Yeah. You didn't really set yourself up for success, and that's me telling you that as a friend, but that's okay because you were able to come back this trip and kind of give yourself a little redemption ride. For sure. So I have been to the parks several times since that first ride and have not had the courage to get on and ride again. I have skipped out on it. I've had Sam ride by himself. I've had Sam ride with his brother, my brother, Courtney, and all the girls on The Bachelorette rode it without me because I was so traumatized by my first experience on that ride I got off I felt sick I felt like I was just somersaulting in space the first time I rode it and truly I set myself up for failure in that and so I told myself I'm gonna be brave I'm gonna give it a second try I truly over the last several months have had some like FOMO or depression around everyone loving this ride so much and saying it's the best ride in Disney and I just felt like I wasn't getting that experience and so I was really bummed that I was missing out on fun times with friends and family because I was scared to ride again and everyone just loving it so much and me just feeling upset that I didn't get to feel that way when I rode it. So I I knew I wanted to give it a second try, but I obviously needed to take some time to muster up the courage to do it. So we finally get Genie Plus to ride again. I told Sam that I wanted him to purchase one for me as well, and I was going to do it. I was going to be brave. And what happens as soon as I step foot into that line? A blubbering mess a blubbering mess y'all I was sobbing like a child I was trying to talk and communicate and express my emotions and feelings and I was so distraught about feeling that same way I did on the first ride again if that tells you anything about how my experience was like I was so anxious to ride again I just I didn't want to feel sick I knew I just felt like in my brain I knew I wasn't gonna like it and I took Dramamine to try to help with my motion sickness. 
I ate some protein-based food an hour before we rode, and I kept my eyes open while I was on, and I got off. I had sobbed my way through the line legitimately. Like, everyone that was with me was so sweet and so kind, saying, like, you do not have to ride this ride. Obviously, you're stressed. Please just walk out the exit. Like, nobody wants you to feel this way. And I'm literally, like, choking back tears and being like, I have to do it. Like, I just was, like, so upset. And, like, I think cast members were concerned, like, staring at me. People probably in front and behind of me in line knew I was upset. And I I did all of the things that I just mentioned. And I got off the ride. And I am so glad I did it again. You had your redemption and you had your breakthrough and your moment and now you can confidently say, you know what? I like that ride. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it again. Yes. I, I got off. I felt good about it. Sam helped me find visual focus points that wouldn't make me feel disoriented while I was riding. There are things on screens around you that move and he very kindly and intentionally pointed out things that were still for me to look at. That's usually where my motion sickness comes into play is when my body is moving and things I'm looking at are also moving. For whatever reason, my body just can't process what's happening and it makes me feel really sick. Um, And so I, I was able to get through and I enjoyed it. I had a great time and I am super thankful that I, I do feel like I got the experience that everybody's been having. I just needed to kind of reset and do it a very different way than what I did the first time. And it's okay to, to get on a Disney ride and not enjoy your time to, to get off and go, you know what? That ride just isn't for me. I don't think it's right. I don't think I want to do that again. And I think some people struggle with that when they're at Disney because they want to love everything. And the truth is, is that every ride isn't for every person. So it's okay to feel that way. And I'm, I'm just grateful that like, you know, you, you shared your story with that and also that you had your breakthrough moment. And now like that opinion has changed for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it did change. If it hadn't changed and I got off and I hated it again, I still would have been proud of myself for giving it a second go. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a note to maybe give things a second try, do them a different way, but also a reminder that everyone, the the popular opinion, the common opinion doesn't have to be yours either. So, yeah. And I mean, I will never ride Mission Space. Now, I know that is a popular opinion. Most people do not like that. But that is a ride that no matter how many times people ask me to ride it with them, I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to sit this one out. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm that way with, with like Star Tours and Millennium Falcon. I just never, I have to, I have to close my eyes when I'm on them. So there's no point in me getting on. So, yeah, I mean, and Mission Space, I won't get on that one either. Yeah, that one's intense. So, okay, you were able to ride Cosmic Rewind. You spent the evening in Epcot. You guys did the, the cookie stroll for the Festival of the Holidays. That's so fun. There's a lot of cookies that you get to eat. There's like eight or nine, I think, that you get to have. And you guys got to about three. So that's a lot of sugar still because they're they're large cookies. Um, But there was a very special guest in Epcot that night that also caused some crowds. Who was there the night that you were in Epcot? Well, as I was shoulder to shoulder with people trying to get through the America Pavilion as I eat my chocolate crumble cookie that's on the cookie stroll, everyone and their mother is lined up to see the one, the only, the infamous, the beloved... Josh Gad, aka Olaf or LeFou. 
aka bear claw from new girl if you're a new girl fan <laughs> basically an amazing amazing actor um he was there for the epcot candlelight processional and the reading right yeah so every year during the holiday season the candlelight processional is a epcot staple and every year they have this amazing christmas holiday show and celebrities will come and do readings of the christmas story and i think this is the first year that josh gad has done it there are some celebrities that are repeats that come and do it every year like neil patrick harris um and i think josh gad's show for the amount of people that came out to try to see him i think he might be a repeat in future years oh i would not be surprised whatsoever but i mean those crowds are probably insane they were absolutely insane it was really neat to know that we were in the park at the same time as him and um that we saw tiktoks and and instagram stories that he was posting on rides and we're like oh my gosh like we're in the park with josh gad like this is so cool there was a funny one that he posted on the frozen ride obviously he's the voice of olaf so that must be a fun thing for him to do but yeah it was really neat to um know that he was in the parks i would have loved to have seen him do the reading but i would have had to been waiting for five hours to get in so um maybe next year but yeah that was basically our our full first park day it was jam-packed we had a lot of fun made a lot of good memories and our next day was a doozy if you thought we had a doozy of a first day well day two was even more crazy well you're well technically day three of your trip but day two of park hopping you guys started at animal kingdom and i think it ended up being a four parks in one day day that was not expected yeah totally unplanned four parks in one day and Um, It was a blast, but I certainly was exhausted after, and um, we started at Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom opens bright and early. Your extra entry time is from 7.30 to 8, so to get there on time and actually utilize those minutes, you have to be up early, so we were up early ready to roll we went in i think the first thing we actually did was just get food um we bought a lightning lane for avatar flight of passage and we got a genie plus lightning lane um for kilimanjaro safari so our morning was kind of set up um i believe our uh flight of passage was between eight and nine like it was very early and the kilimanjaro safaris was at like 9 15 so the timing worked out perfect um we had a really good breakfast animal kingdom has some of the best food in my opinion they have a really good breakfast sandwich that's like a sausage egg and cheese bacon egg and cheese biscuit um they also have some of the most accessible fresh fruit and pastries so we got our starbucks on our way in and then made our way right outside of the safari to enjoy some breakfast and some time together before the park got crazy we rode flight of passage it was an absolute blast our friend that we went with um one of them it was uh our friend israel's first time and he loved flight of passage i mean i wish that everyone could experience that type of joy like the first time you do something in disney and just having that wow that was insane that was so cool um and so getting to see him do a lot of things for the first time throughout the whole weekend was a lot of fun but um we did those rides and i think one of the highlights of the day for me was our safari yes please tell about your safari because i've already heard this story and i feel like it's so special yeah so 
Every time I ride Kilimanjaro Safari, the reason I love this ride is it's different every time. Sometimes you have really amazing experiences and the animals are active, and sometimes you don't, and you're really having to look for animals, which can be fun too. Um, I think it's really exciting to have a different experience each time you ride, but this particular ride was one of the best ones I've ever had. And the reason it was so amazing was this ride is usually about 20 minutes, like it's between 17 and 20 minutes long. And ours was nearly 40 minutes. But why? Why was it so long? Well, just like the chicken wanted to cross the road to get to the other side, so did the rhinos. That's so cute, though. Yes, so the rhinos on this ride, there are a handful of them, and there are two babies um, that have actually been born, which is a big deal in the world of animal conservation, preservation, and helping these nearly endangered species um, create new life. So um, it's fun to see the, the baby animals on the safari anyway, but all of them decided they wanted to cross the road, and our safari, because the animals had the ride away, just sat and waited for them to cross the road and they wanted to take their sweet time and one finally made it across but there was a second one right behind taking their time and we just sat there for 15 to 20 minutes um, waiting for the animals to safely make it around the vehicles and while we waited we saw some incredible things yeah I think you mentioned you saw a running giraffe you saw some elephants playing like wrestling with each other and you saw six cheetahs I had no idea there were that many cheetahs in the safari enclosures. I've only ever seen two at a time, but our safari guide said that whenever there's a stir on the savanna or within the the property of the attraction, the animals are very aware that something is different, something is off. And so for several vehicles to not be moving and just sitting still, it I guess made the animals more alert and not to mention that morning was particularly cool for Florida weather so the cheetah like all of the cheetahs were out towards the front away from the back wall pacing trying to figure out what was going on one of the cheetahs had um like a toy or um something the safari guide said that the way that the cheetah was interacting with whatever it had in its mouth it wasn't a meal if it was a meal it would have destroyed it in seconds but he was just kind of playing with it um we saw the male lion on the furthest out rock when you go around that pride rock structure um and he was awake and looking at everyone and looking at the cars um or the trucks going by um it was there was just so much activity that i had not experienced or if I had experienced anything it was just like that one during the safari and it was like all of the animals at once were doing something I had not seen before so it was really cool that's so awesome so where did you guys head after animal kingdom so after animal kingdom we got all of the animal kingdom staples in I mean it's I think pretty easy to do nearly everything in Animal Kingdom for the first half of the day. Um, we made our way back to Epcot so I could ride Guardians Cosmic Rewind again without being a blubbering mess. And it again was a good experience for me. I think the more I ride it, the more I will enjoy it. Um, they do have a Christmas overlay and a specific Christmas song that plays when you ride. I personally miss the original tracks. I wish that I could have ridden 
it and gotten over my fear to one of those songs and it probably would have become my like favorite nostalgic song where I can remember the good times September was the song that was playing when I had my traumatic experience so maybe that one's not my favorite see I had my amazing experience with September so yeah total opposites I wanted to get September when I wrote it that time and that initially excited me but also it just it was south from there so maybe I'll have that experience again with September but um anyway we went to Epcot we rode Guardians again we rode I think Test Track as well we got a Lightning Lane 4 um it was a blast and then we knew that what we were going to do next was go to Magic Kingdom for the night so we made our way to Magic Kingdom to very quickly realize we made an uh uh-oh Yep, because there's a Christmas party on Friday nights and Sunday nights, and it was a Sunday. So we made it to the front of Magic Kingdom, realizing that we had maybe 30 minutes before we were going to get kicked out. So we went into Magic Kingdom. We made a beeline for Seven Dwarves Mine Train. This was the last attraction in the Magic Kingdom that our friends had on their must-do list that we had not conquered yet so we made it straight back to mine train we got in the line we waited maybe 30 minutes we were legitimately the next people in line and one of the cast members comes on their little microphone and says attention we are so sorry but this ride is going to temporarily close if you'd like to hold your place in line you are welcome to but there is no time frame or guarantee of when seven dwarves mine train will be running again and we were like well, um, what do we do now? We all kind of quickly made a decision that we would wait a max of 20 minutes to see if the ride would come back up. And if it wasn't happening, then we were going to get kicked out of the party anyways. And we wanted to spend more time in Hollywood studios. So we sat there, we waited maybe 10 minutes and the ride came back up. We got straight on, enjoyed it. So that ended up working out for us. Sometimes if the ride goes down, it works in your favor to just stick around and see what happens. Um, Sometimes it doesn't and it stays closed for a long time, but we got lucky. And then we went to Hollywood Studios to end our trip. Man, what a crazy day. You did a lot of stuff. Wild. We made it to Hollywood Studios and rode two attractions. We did uh, Mania and Rock and Roller Coaster. We ate dinner and the park was closed. That was it. What was your favorite memory from your trip? Oh, certainly overcoming Guardians. I mean, I figured that was your answer, but had to ask. Second would be the Safari. Yes. Oh, I love that. And then you guys flew back. Monday morning and you went straight to work right I with the way that the flights work out for us I do not start until 10 a.m. on Mondays our flight gets us back at 9 a.m. so it is I don't have to take a day off of work which works out nicely for me Um, it's an exhausting day of work because our flight leaves Orlando at 7 15 in the morning so we have to be there ready to roll at like 6 15 Um, so Uh, It was early, but I wouldn't trade it for anything to be able to experience the Disney magic. So um, while I was exhausted, I was filled with so many amazing memories that I get to have for the rest of my life. So a sleepy day on Monday is totally worth it. For a spontaneous Christmas-inspired trip, and speaking of Christmas, we do still wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. We hope you guys are enjoying your holidays and we are very excited for 2023 and what's going to come and all the things that we have in store for the castle chat. But thank you, Caitlin, for sharing your trip recap with us. That was so much fun. Thanks for letting me. It is a blast to get to relive these memories and honestly create a time capsule for myself to remember these 
tiny details of trips that maybe if we weren't recording something like this, I would forget in a few years. So um, I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to my version of a spontaneous Disney trip. But until then, have the best Christmas ever. Spend time with family. We love you guys so much. For now, we're going to kick things over to Kelly for today's trip tip. Hey all, this is Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations, the official travel partner of the Castle Chat, and I am so excited to bring you today's trip tip. Before you book your next Disney World vacation, be sure to look at the Run Disney schedule. Run Disney has events throughout the year and it draws a large crowd, so it's always good to try to avoid these weekends if possible. If you are there during this time, I would definitely recommend getting Genie Plus and just having a plan before you get into the parks. You'll see that the parks are going to be the most crowded kind of in the afternoon because people are running in the morning and then they're getting ready for the next run at night. So consider heading back to the resort during the afternoon, checking out some other resorts, or even just grabbing a dinner at that time. Be sure to head over to Kelly's Magical Vacations on Instagram for all your Disney tips and tricks. And if you are looking to plan a Disney vacation, you can head to the Castle Chats Instagram, click that link in their bio, and there will be a form that you can fill out so that we can start planning and I can help you with everything from your accommodations to your tickets to your dining and everything in between. small shop shout out it's a small shop we're shouting out and i have zero doubt that you're gonna love it um just so you know the second time we recorded this this was a new jingle i did not repeat yeah this was a we did not repeat the jingle from the first round so you're welcome we are back with another small shop shout out and i'm very excited for this week's small shop because we recently just ordered a product from this girl's small shop and we are very pumped to receive it and utilize it in our 2023 lineup so kate who we got and what did we order our friend trader kels on social media has created a shop called the lost weekend co and she has released the most beautifully curated well thought out aesthetically pleasing planner we love a disney inspired planner first off it's very like minimalistic disney it says like dreamer and doer on the front it's cute it'll go with everything we personally bought it because we wanted to use it to help plan out our podcast episodes and all the stuff we have coming up in 2023 um we may be having her on for an episode where we can interview her and review the product so definitely keep your eye out for that but we really love trader kells and all that she's doing and congrats to you for starting a business and launching it's a it's a lot to step outside of the box and say you know what i'm gonna start my own company so we commend you for all that you are doing and if you have not checked out her new company definitely check her out on instagram and go ahead and order your planner for 2023 to throw some magic throughout your week but guys thank you so much for being with us on this episode and enjoying your holidays with us we are once again so grateful for you but for now we will leave you with what we always leave you with which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you go make it magical see you real soon bye friends bye